0: This is episode 354, How Not to Be Afraid of Another Heartbreak with Gabriella. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi everybody, and welcome back to the show. I am coming to you from beautiful San Diego, North County, San Diego. Steph and I decided to escape the Texas heat, it's been over 100 degrees for many days, and come back to the place where we spent our first year together and where I moved after leaving LA in 2016. And my first year here, 2016 through 2017, beginning of 2018, I was very single, very intentional about calling in my person. I was living on the beach and I felt like I was in this transition period, like this in-between period of the life that, was waiting for me and the life that I was sort of stepping out of. And the transition of moving to San Diego from LA really was the beginning of meeting my husband and falling in love and moving to Texas and now having a baby. And yesterday I was walking on the beach with Athena and I had Athena in a little carrier and PS, oh, she has fought the carrier. I don't know, mom's whose, baby's just go into the wraps and go into the carriers, no problem. <laughs> I I bow down to you because my child wants to face out. She wants to be free. But eventually once she succumbs to it, she's like, Oh, this is kind of nice, and she falls asleep. Side note, anyway, we're walking on the beach and I'm just thinking, wow, back in 2017, I used to walk this beach alone and just ask, man, am I ever going to get married again? Am I ever gonna have a child? I'd see couples, I'd see pregnant women, I'd see children and families. And I would go back to my place alone. And even though I was happy and, and fulfilled in a lot of areas of my life, I just wondered, you know, what would my life look like in a few years? And walking on the beach with my daughter in the carrier and my husband, you know, having to get more of a workout than just a walk. So doing the stairs up and down the beach, just filled with gratitude. And I share this story because I know there are some of you listening right now and your life doesn't exactly look the way you want it to. And you can find gratitude in it and fulfillment, but you feel like something may be missing. And what I want to offer you is that it's coming. Now the it may not be in the exact form that you think or the timing that you necessarily want, but so much can change in a year, in a month, even a day. So know where you are right now is not where you'll always be and find gratitude in it. you know. As I was walking the beach with my daughter, incredibly sleep deprived because I'm getting no longer than a three hour stretch at a time. She sleeps about a four hour stretch at night, but but by the time I feed her and she's sometimes not a big feeder at night. So then I have to pump and hold her upright and it's a whole deal. Anyway, I was also thinking about how, wow, those single years where I could do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, that was nice too but sometimes I was so focused on what was missing, I wasn't enjoying what I actually had. So that's my other message to you. If you feel like something's missing, you may be focusing too much on what's missing and not paying enough attention and enough gratitude to what you actually have. And that brings me to the subject of today's call, which is how to get over heartbreak and open yourself up to love again. Gabriella went through a recent breakup and she wants to know how she can trust herself again and how she can not have her heart broken ever again. Well, can't prevent that because when we open up to love, we open up to risk. We open up to a very, very tender experience. So as you're listening to this episode, consider are you recently going through a breakup or went through a breakup a while ago that you just haven't gotten over yet? Do you not trust yourself to make the right decision when it comes to getting into the next relationship? Are you romanticizing your past relationship or are you a bit of a hopeless romantic? And finally, what do you believe the purpose of a romantic relationship is? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Gabriella. Hi, Gabriella. Welcome to the show. How can I help?
1: I just want to first off say thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited and I'm excited to get just some clarity around some of the things I'm struggling with right now.
0: Mm, My pleasure.
1: Okay, so I guess my question would be, well, I'm recently coming out of a long-term relationship and it was definitely very, very intense. This definitely was the person that I was very confident was the one quote unquote. And let's just say the heartbreak was really, really, really difficult. Mm. And coming out of it, I, you know, I've been grieving for six months. I've been really doing a lot of the inner work to heal and to make sure I don't repeat the cycle that I dug into and kind of found out what was going on. But I guess my main question and what I would love some guidance on is how do regain that trust within myself and to, I guess, just learn how to listen to my intuition and I guess keep my heart open because I'm, I am, I'm really like scared that it'll kind of happen again.
0: What's Um, the it?
1: The heartbreak. Okay. The pain. Yeah. The pain,
0: but specifically.
1: I guess I didn't really expect, and I know we don't really have much control here, but I didn't want to feel the way I felt about him more than once in my life. And like, that's why I was so certain. So I guess I don't want to feel so sure and I guess get blindsided and my, my I'm just like super guarded right now and I'm scared to even think about another relationship one day.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How old are you now? I'm 26. Yeah, this is standard in your 20s. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know. And I <laughs> thought I was going to get away from it. I thought I was going to make it my life without getting heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I was so close. <laughs> I know.
0: Welcome to being human. Welcome I know, to love. I know, I know. Welcome to love. So I can promise you you won't get your heart broken again, but that would also mean not dating at all, closing off your heart, never opening it again. Because the thing Mm -hmm. is the heart doesn't get broken. The heart, because listen, I've had my fair share of heart quote unquote breaks. Mm -hmm. I have been there many, many times, but each one of those made me stronger. Each one of those made me more clear about what I wanted, what I deserved, where I was still bringing my wounding into it. And when we have a heartbreak like this, we tend to look at how we can prevent it from ever happening again, but that's a very limiting way to look at it. Instead, Mm -hmm. it's how do I really leverage this heartbreak, this heartache? Mm -hmm. How do I open my heart even more? Because if you look back and you're really, really honest with yourself, you said, okay, I'm really sure. First of all, at 26, and I don't mean this in a patronizing way at all, Mm -hmm. because I was in my 20s, so I remember. At 26, you don't have that much life experience. If you think Mm -hmm. you're going to live to 100, you're only a quarter of your way through life. And you could only rent a car legally a year ago. I mean, this is, (laughs) you're you're, you're like in the beginning. And so there's not like, okay, let's say that I only ate oatmeal my entire life. And then I had, let's say, I don't know, hummus. I might be like, oh my God. Hummus is the best food in the entire world. Like I only want to eat hummus, but that's because it's so different and I don't know any better. It's just like I've been eating oatmeal and then I have this whole new flavor and it's like, oh my God, this is amazing. But it's because I haven't, I don't have a wide palate. I haven't tasted a lot of different things before. So part of this, and I again, I don't mean this in a patronizing way because you're very mature and I know this felt like a very huge thing and it was. And if you look at the percentage of your life that you've been dating as an adult versus how much you have to go, it's a small percentage. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So I fully understand everything you're saying and I really resonate with it. I also like during the relationship, I basically because of COVID and just like, a lot of shifts happened within me, which, which led me to basically kind of go through a little bit of an awakening. Like, I don't, I hate using that word, but that's basically what it was. Like, I completely transitioned and I became, I began to heal and become much more self-aware and look into all of my wounds, which ended up, I think, highlighting a lot of his wounding. hmm so a lot of growth happened throughout the relationship, but I just think in, like, different directions. Yeah. And it's really difficult for me to kind of accept because, like, I was, like, pulling him along. I, it kind of reminds me, I think, of, like, your one experience that you always talk about. Like, I was kind of pushing him to do the work. Like, you mm-hmm. could be, you know, and, it, and I'm excited to hopefully one day bring in someone who is as passionate about self-development and growth and all of that as I am. But a part of me is just like terrified if I'm being
0: honest. Of what? (laughs) Getting hurt again. Yeah. But here's the thing. So you said you thought this was the one, but you also were aware that you were pulling him.
1: Yeah. He was the one for about a year when things were great before Mm -hmm. I, before I grew.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyone can be the one for a year right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy. That's, mm-hmm. that's the easiest time in the relationship. And you said before you grew. So what is so heartbreaking about you growing?
1: I guess leaving behind people that I thought I would have in my life forever.
0: Mm. That's very Hopelessly romantic way to look at it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am a little bit of a hopeless romantic. I'm sure you can tell. (laughs)
0: Instead of looking toward the people you're going to draw in. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily leaving those people behind. You're moving forward with gratitude because those Mm -hmm. people help you grow.
1: Yeah. I mean, so one of the things I had here was a huge abandonment wound. And I've totally dug totally deep into it and doing a lot of your inner uh, child healing work like I've done I've been doing it for the past month and it's been absolutely incredible and it's crazy that the more I deepen my connection with my inner child the the less I long for that past Mm -hmm. relationship Mm -hmm. and even think of him like I was having really intrusive thoughts like for six months like missing him dreaming about him all of these things and I thought like I was getting like nervous that these thoughts were never going to stop and it's crazy as soon as I started doing the inner child meditations where I was just like not abandoning her anymore the thoughts have slowly like <laughs> went away it's kind of crazy.
0: why do you think that happened
1: because I stopped abandoning myself exactly. and I, I I used to do that throughout my entire life to just like feel loved by everybody
0: yep yep
1: I'm just scared like i'm I'm nervous, so this is it like I'm nervous now that I'm hyper aware of my own patterning and my own like anxious attachment style, like these things that came out, yeah, I'm healing and i'm I'm becoming more aware, but I guess I'm just nervous that uh it's gonna like I'm gonna repeat the cycle again.
0: why do you have so little faith in yourself?
1: I I, I honestly don't know. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Do you want to keep doubting yourself so much? Because you're able to articulate to me very clearly. Mm -hmm. But yet there's this fear of, I don't know, somehow forgetting everything that you've learned and being in the exact same situation again. So what I'm more curious about is why do you doubt yourself so much?
1: I guess I feel like I don't, like, trust myself because maybe th- maybe I still have, like, these thoughts around, like, I was really an incredible girlfriend in my last relationship. And, like, my trauma did end up coming in towards the end, trying to be, like, more perfect, more incredible, like, shower even more love for him to almost see how incredible I was. And I'm, like, nervous that that little girl is going to come through again. <laughs>
0: Do you have more of a connection to her now than you did then?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No question.
0: So can you see that it was more of a subconscious thing? Things were happening not on a conscious level and now you are more conscious of it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if you're aware of something now, why Mm -hmm. do you think you're going to get amnesia next time you meet someone?
1: You know what? Because I, I was very aware of things towards the end of my relationship and it's kind of crazy. I totally ignored them.
0: Right. Because you wanted a certain outcome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so set.
0: Yep. But now you know that that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you had to experience that to see that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Each relationship, each challenging thing is, is a step. Mm-hmm, so yeah. in this relationship, you had a lot of awareness and you're like, I'm going to see if I can just ignore this big pink elephant in the room and <laughs> just be the best girlfriend I can be. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do the whole, I'm going to try to change some one thing.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: And you see that that doesn't work. So the next time, if you are in a situation where you start to feel that you're going to be like, Oh, this feels familiar. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to do the same thing because often you've probably heard me talk about on the podcast, we have integration opportunities. We Mm -hmm. have a similar situation come back around, but we choose differently. And Mm -hmm. that's how we break the pattern. And so you might draw someone in who's like your ex, but this time you're going to realize it much sooner. You're not going to date for over a year. You're not going to try to change him. You're not going to put on the rose colored glasses. You're going to be like, ah, I've done this before. I'm not going to do this again. Mm-hmm. and you can trust yourself to do that because you and I wouldn't be on the phone right now if you weren't committed to the work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This work, this awareness, this has become a value of yours, and you're not going to be able to deny it. It's going to yeah. feel awful to you. You're going to feel unsettled. You're going to feel like you can't open up fully. You're going to feel Graspy and anxious and all those things are going to be indicators. So what I would suggest you do is you write a letter to yourself or you write out some kind of document that are your red flags that are like, if this happens in a future relationship, this is what I do. And you share that with like somebody you really trust, a best friend, a therapist, somebody. And Mm -hmm. you say, okay, I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic and sometimes all the love hormones take over and I open my heart, but my brain falls out a little bit. So I need you to hold me accountable to these things. It'll be in your handwriting. So if you feel like you need something that's going to give you some peace of mind of like regarding this concern of, oh, I hope this doesn't happen again, then find a really practical way to prevent it from happening again.
1: Mm, That's a great idea.
0: Do something tangible and Mm -hmm. be accountable with someone. And the more you write it out and the more you're accountable with someone and the more you have a plan in place, then it's not so scary. Mm, You know, like I lived in California for years. I had like an earthquake kit, you know, it's kind of a survival kit because it's like, well, I'm, I, there were several earthquakes I was in. Luckily, none of them were really bad, but I had a plan. So if it happened, I knew what to do.
1: Okay. I love that. Thank you for that. I'm definitely going to do that probably tonight when we end this call. Great. So I literally have been on like a six month hiatus, like haven't even looked at a man. Okay. Because I'm like, so just committed to kind of like dating myself and loving myself for the first time in my life. That's a good idea. Yeah. It's because I know how it works with attracting in who you are, all this good stuff. But I don't know when to Like, I feel like I am fully, since doing the inner child work, like, I'm working a lot on my worth, which is something I've struggled with my entire life. Hence why I stayed in that relationship a year longer than I should have. But I don't know, like, I guess I'm asking, like, I don't know if it's a good time. Like, when is a good time to kind of start, like, putting yourself out there again?
0: When you're not so scared. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you're not. So what if this and what if this and how do I prevent this? That's when
1: Mm -hmm. I want it to still be so fun. Like that's the excitement of a relationship. And I find that like, sometimes now my brain is going towards like more of the analytical, like lining up emotionally, like making sure we have common this and that. And it's like, that takes the fun away from like, the falling in love part.
0: Yes. And it's fun. And it's also, what's the word I want to use? I don't know if the word is honest. I don't know if the word is revelatory. Like you want to have your eyes wide open in -hmm. the beginning as well. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get so caught up in the fun that you miss the flags. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's yeah, a discovery process. Let's call it that. It's a discovery process. Mm-hmm. And you get to discover all the amazing things and the things that may be like, mm, I don't know if this is aligned. Okay. So I want you to think of it more of a discovery process than a, oh my gosh, I can't wait. It's so fun. And da da da. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that and, make sense? Really,
1: that makes a lot of sense. I'm really keen on like falling in love with someone, like whoever, like the next people will be or the person, whatever it's like with who they are, like not, cause in the past I tried to help the person kind of fill my needs when they weren't there. And it's like, well, if they just aren't that you're trying to change them.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Why do you want to be in a relationship?
1: I don't right now. Eventually. I just, I love love. (laughs) I love the idea of just loving someone and having someone love me and like being in partnership together and growing and evolving and just like creating a beautiful life with one another based off of just like happiness, gratitude, like the little things in life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're also really hard.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. So be open to the hard too. Mm -hmm. Because I do, like you said, there is that little bit of a hopeless romantic in you that can Mm -hmm. kind of get you swept up Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. the idea and ideals of love versus the Mm -hmm. reality. So the other thing that I would love you to write out is what a relationship really is Mm -hmm. and be really honest about it. The challenging parts too.
1: Yeah. I love how, like I've listened to obviously so many of your podcasts, like they definitely are primarily for growth purposes. And like the triggers, like the, your person's your mirror, like all of that stuff. And
0: I know that that's the main, the main reason for a relationship is mm-hmm. to grow and evolve. Yes. Which is what you just did. And you're calling it heartbreak.
1: I know. It's like I, I'm actually going back to school to become a therapist, and I never mm. would have done that in my life if I didn't work through some like limiting beliefs and like do the inner child work. And There you, you go. Know, I'm literally doing a career change, and this has been something I've wanted to do since I was a little girl. I just never thought I was smart enough. So
0: Wow. So it sounds like this heartbreak has led you in some pretty great directions, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I definitely – I don't mm-hmm. think I would have ever – become this version of myself if it wasn't for it. So I know I'm, I'm super grateful for it. And he, he was a huge, huge teacher for me in my life.
0: And so what are you afraid of again? This (laughs) happening again, (laughs) 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 having these breakthroughs, having an amazing teacher, you know, I, I think it's beautiful when someone find someone young and marries them young and spends the rest of their life with them. I think that's amazing. And it's one path. Other people, their path is more getting to experience different people and different relationships. And that's a beautiful path too. That was more my path. You know, I've been Mm -hmm. engaged three times, married Mm -hmm. twice And I've had a lot of different relationships and I've learned a lot from different men. I didn't have the meet someone in my 20s and go the whole distance with them. But that's just what my soul needed because -hmm. because of the work I do, because of how I've needed each of these relationships to grow me and shift me and teach me different things. And of course, you can do that with one person because we grow and change. Mm -hmm. But different people learn in different ways. And you're probably someone... Given the abandonment thing and given the hopeless romantic thing and all of that, that needs a few journey mates, that needs a few issue-based relationships, that needs a few relationships that don't go the distance to bring you to your knees, to Mm. get out of la la land and really into learning and into the deep end and into really discovering who you are and what you need. Because there's our ideals of what love and relationship looks like. And then there's what we really need. And often those things are two different things. So how beautiful that you have this relationship as a teacher. And I understand it hurts, but everything you listed in terms of what you gained from it. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's amazing. Yeah. And I knew it in the moment too. Like I was literally going through the heartbreak, but I'm like, I know that this is just going to shape me into the person I'm meant to be.
0: So the other thing with hopeless romantics is there's highs and lows and you can fall in love with the suffering. You can fall in love with the, Oh, I'm so heartbroken. And this was my person and all of that. So you want to make sure that you, you have this part of you that, that, you know, who is the author that wrote? Oh, what's that movie? You yeah, know, Nicholas
1: Sparks. Yes, yes, yes. You, you yes listen, yeah. you're talking to a hopeless romantic. Yeah. Like, obviously, I know.
0: <laughs> but yes, Nicholas Sparks. Like, life isn't that, right?
1: I know. I know.
0: It's <laughs> not. So I know you know, and that's beautiful. And mm-hmm. you're so honest. And this isn't a criticism at all. But just know that we can fall in love with the suffering too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so be honest with yourself when you're like, I was heartbroken and I don't want this to happen again and go, okay, yeah, it hurt. But look at me now. Am I really heartbroken or is my heart more open? Am I just kind of like romanticizing the suffering and the pain right now versus just yeah. really being grateful for it, doing my healing and moving forward. We never want to romanticize the pain and the struggle because we can get caught up in that too.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, the person I was at twenty three when I met him, I I feel like that was a lifetime ago. So I'm gonna bring in like when that, that time does come, it's gonna be someone that's more in alignment with, with me right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And you may grow again and that relationship yeah. may end, or this may be the person that you spend the next seventy years with. We don't know.
1: Mm hmm just keeping an open heart.
0: Yeah, we never want to go into any situation hoping something in the past doesn't happen again. Mhm. Cuz then we're just bracing ourselves.
1: Yeah, and I feel myself doing that. Mhm. before I even meet someone. It's crazy.
0: It's normal <laughs> cuz you don't want to get hurt again, but just notice it and remind yourself that no matter what, you always have you. Mhm. No one can truly break our hearts. Really. Mm-hmm. But okay. I would, I like your idea of not dating right now. I think it's great.
1: Yeah. It's been a while, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of still like, okay with not, because it's like, I just, I'm enjoying my time alone and amazing. Yeah. I just, I'm really committed to just like spending time with my friends and filling my days with things that just make me happy.
0: Beautiful. I love it. You're doing great. You're exactly where you need to be.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate your guidance. This was really, I needed to hear this and just all your advice and guidance in the letter. I'm definitely going to take that all into consideration and probably write one out tonight.
0: What was your biggest takeaway? What's the biggest thing you learned?
1: To just like, basically that bracing myself before it happens again, or if it happens again, it's, it's stealing a huge part of life and we're not in control of really what's going to happen. So you might as well go into those things with an open heart because I'm not going to feel the extent of love that I know I want to feel and can feel and have felt in the past if I am guarded.
0: Right. So we want to have an open heart, not be guarded, but we also want to have opened eyes and not have rose colored glasses on. Yeah. And
1: the letter, the red flag letter is going to help
0: me do that. Yes. 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 So thank you, Gabriella, for bringing a topic that so many people can relate to. I know when I was going through my breakups, they were just some of the hardest times of my life. And I also wondered, am I going to make the same mistake again? Am I going to get my heart broken again? And those questions in so many ways just really aren't that useful to ask. Better questions are, what did I learn from that relationship? Who do I want to be in relationship? What do I really need in relationship? What were some of the red flags I overlooked? How did I show up in ways that I don't want to show up that way again? What values do I really have? Those are better questions. Those are proactive questions. The other questions are more fear-based, more based in regret, more based in shoulda, coulda, woulda, more based in trying to prevent ourselves from more hurt. And they really don't get us anywhere. So, if you are going through any kind of breakup or really any kind of transition, look at the questions you're asking yourself and really challenge yourself. Are these productive questions? Are these getting me anywhere? And if you relate to being a hopeless romantic like Gabriella, I encourage you to take those rose-colored glasses off. And you know, there's two sides to hopeless romantic. As I said, there's a size that wears the rose-colored glasses and is like, oh, it was all perfect. And I can't believe that this relationship is over and blah, 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 blah. And then there's the other side that falls in love with the suffering and just stays in the, Oh, my heart is broken and it's over and na 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 na. Neither one of those places are good to be. So maybe redefine what your definition of romance is. I think we all have a pretty skewed definition of romance given movies and TV shows and all of that. To me, What's romantic is feeling really safe and really fulfilled and really free to be yourself. That is what inspires true romance, not romance that's looking to cover up other things. So a couple of things specifically with Gabriella, she just had a lot of fears. you know, the leaving people behind when she grows. So what I said to her and what I want to remind all of you of is, yes, we may outgrow certain people. Does't make us better? We may outgrow certain people and you can focus on how sad that is, or you can focus on the amazing people that you will draw into your life when you grow and you're going to be with people that are more aligned and more in the right vibration. Again, are you looking in a way that creates suffering? or Are you looking in a way that creates fulfillment and alignment? Gabriella also talked about how she's nervous she's going to repeat the cycle. Okay, well, if you relate to that, some things to think about is, hmm, all right, I know all this, I've learned all this. What part of me is not trusting myself? Why am I buying into this understanding that I'm gonna repeat something? And if you feel like you need a preventative action, write out a plan. Write out all the things you learned, the red flags you ignored, the things you don't wanna do again, the indicators that you're headed down a path that you've been before that you don't wanna be on and put it somewhere where you can see it, where you remember it is. If you need even more than that, have an accountability partner, have a really good friend or a sister who will call you out and say, Hey, I see you doing the same thing. Make agreements with that person. You can put things in place if you feel like you don't trust yourself, because by putting a plan in place, by putting a document in place, by writing out all the things you don't want to do again, you are trusting yourself because that is an act of integrity. That is an act of taking care of yourself. And we learn to trust ourselves by taking care of ourselves. So if you feel like you need a little extra layer of support so you don't fall into the same hole twice, then give yourself that. If trusting yourself is hard, take steps to make it easier. Now, I talk a lot about how we don't want to do pendulum thinking of, all right, I have no trust and now I need to go to extreme self-trust. <laughs> we need to take baby steps to get there. So if you're a little nervous about making the same mistake twice, opening your heart again, think about what action steps you need to put in place so that it feels a little safer to you. Because when it comes to love, it's risky sometimes. We can't totally prevent getting hurt. We can't. As much as we'd like to say, oh, well, I'm in control of my feelings. People can't hurt me unless I let them. Love is tender, like I said earlier. But to me, the risk is way worth it because the reward of really opening our heart and finding an aligned partnership, friendship, whatever it is, is totally, totally worth any risk. That's the show for today. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time.